got a couple world music awards. Down the line, I've worked with Shaggy, Bojo, Beanie Man, Elephant Man. I know what it feels like, you know, to come very close to losing my life. Yo, listen to me straight up. This is the best interview that I ever had. Yes, 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 my people. The man who shelled down Hollywood Park every time he performed in LA. Mm-hmm. The place mash up. And today's episode of Reasoning with Jamaican Dogs, we have no other than Mr. Daniel Cacho, the <laughs> Prince of Belize, Mr. Tanya himself, the one and mm-hmm. only lover boy. God pick me. What a gone. <laughs> Yo, listen to me. After that intro, I war- Yo, I look for Ronan on the stage right now. It's like, <laughs> I need you to come introduce me at these shows, boy. <laughs> yes, I love. It is love, for real. Yeah. Ah, yes, Mr. Kacho. Welcome, mm-hmm. welcome, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. I really respect this program, and I'm really, really excited for be apartheid. Definitely, yes. So, before we go any deeper into reasoning with Jamaican dogs, let's start with... The name, Lover mm-hmm. Boy. Your parents name you Daniel Cacho. Yes, How did yes, yes. we end up with the name change, Lover Boy? You know, I have a middle name to it, right? You got to put it's Lover Boy. Ah, that's the middle name. <laughs> no, no, that, that's Yo. the way you explain the part of the, how you get the middle name. All right, wait, where do I start from? The name or the middle name? Anywhere where I go, let's go. Yeah. And the middle name one, the Lover Brrrr. Because yeah. <laughs> we know your parents are Daniel, so yeah, how we yeah. come so, up with it? Listen, well, let's start from the lover boy, right? Mm-hmm. So, back in a primary school, or for the people who know it as elementary school, or, you know, school before high school. You get yes, the sense? Yes, we know primary school, so, car. we come all right, from Jamaica. Good. So all right, good, 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 good. Mm-hmm. All right, good. So, back in a primary school, I was one of the, the you that described me as like, the best are the best and the worst are the worst. So, I always come either first or second in the class, but I'm always in trouble, same way. You understand me? Yes. So, I got that name because I was writing letter, you know, you used to write letter to the, to the females in the class and, you know what I mean, set up everything. So, the teacher catch me one day and take up the paper and read it in front of the class, a big love letter in front of the whole class and one of my friends and say, oi, love a boy. And that was it. <laughs> right. That was yes, it. Sir. That Mr. was Casanova. it. Mr. Casanova. Yeah, real. Yeah, man. And then, boom, now fast forward many years later, the career going, and the part is because at different times in your career you feel like you're up against different things sometimes i feel like okay i'm cruising and sometimes i feel like war like you have to fight for your spot mm-hmm. so the the brrr came when i feel like i had to come out bossing bossing lyrics ah. bossing hit records bossing my performance and i just i just said let me just add it so they could feel that that, that ratatata the real yeah. energy and the power yes sir definitely man so mr prince of belize you're one yes, of the sir. most recognized name in belize entertainment Yes, sir. Yes, Tell sir. the audience some of your accomplishments as an artist. Now. Belize is a country that is very young in terms of the global musical space. You understand me? So if you're comparing it to, let's say, uh, Jamaican music, we're relatively unknown. That is the fact. That is the truth. You understand me? So given that fact, Lover Boy was able to be one of the, the artists who, you know, for example, there has never been a, a Belizean artist to headline a concert where there is a relevant Jamaican artists and I was able to do that so that is, that's one thing that's historic you understand me I would say like I was invited I perform in Negril Jamaica before that hasn't happened for a Punta Rock artist you know it feel weird me saying them but you know I do want the audience to know you know I've been able to represent Belizean music in in festivals worldwide like world world festivals 
been able to do that. Got a couple world music awards, you know, Central American music awards, things of that nature. You understand me? But my biggest accomplishment to date is my ability to be a single father while still remaining relevant in the musical space. That's my biggest accomplishment. Yes. Well, that is a huge, huge accomplishment. I'm telling you, my brother, you're a farmer. deal you have with Def Jam. How did that come yes. about? So let's start there. Okay, well, I used to wrote poetry, you understand me? I was a troubled teen, so I joined a poetry group while I was incarcerated as a youth. And they take me up and we, you know, got published in some book and we're touring. And as a part of that tour, we did fundraisers. And some A&R came to the fundraiser and I tell them, look, I also have musical skills. I did my music for them and that was it. They flew me out to Manhattan and we had the meetings and we were able to have a situation going on for a little while. Yes. Yeah, man. I apologize, but I must give credit to Al and Westlake Studios, who is still with me today. So Westlake Studios is one of the major studios in Hollywood. They were with me going to Def Jam so many years ago and they stuck around until now. So, yeah. When I look at your general f- music is predominantly punta. Yeah. What is punta and how you would describe your style of punta? First thing the audience must do is that there's two different things, right? Punta and punta rock. Yes. So punta is the older music. So it would be uh, comparable to reggae, roots rock, reggae or ska, bringing it on to the dance hall, which would be comparable to punta rock. So punta rock is where you add the rest of the instrument. So punta only is drums and percussion only, right? Yes. Punta rock whereby now we have the, the, the keyboard, we have, it's a production, the keyboard, the, the guitar, we have, you understand me? Punta Rock is a music from the Garifuna people of Belize. Now, not just Belize, I want to make that clear. Garifuna people are everywhere, Guatemala, Honduras, you know, I mean, different parts of the world, Nicaragua, but Punta Rock came from Belize. Yeah, St. Vincent. Yes, exactly. So the Garifuna people migrated from St. Vincent to Belize. And so we ended up in the southernmost part of Belize, which is Dangriga, Punta Gorda. Those are the two, um, well, Stankrik and uh, Punta Gorda, two districts that we're uh, from. The Puntarak music is just an expression of our journey as a culture, as a nation. You understand me? So it started off without even lyrics. It was just spiritual music. And then as time went by, they added lyrics. And fast forward many, many, many years later, here come love a boy mixing it up and you know what i mean making a fusion of it and you ask me how would i describe my style of punta rock i think my style would be a hybrid right meaning it's it's kind of like all over the place right so it's chaotic it makes sense but it's full of chaos that's what i would describe my style of, of punta rock just like all of us from the caribbean so we, yes crazy and chaotic but exactly we understand ourselves we get we we, yep. we get it yeah, exactly. We find peace in all the, the chaos that everybody else sees. Yeah, I did want to add, you know, just because this interview is very important to me, I want to add that, you know, what um, Lover Boy is recognized for is the Punta Rock artist, you would say, that that just does not do Punta Rock and is able to jump to other genres and blend them up and do it successfully. So I'm not, a, I'm not in by any means saying nobody attempts it. I'm saying that Lover Boy, thanks to the most high, have been able to kind of have a hit record in multiple genres. So that would be my mark so far. We know that Westlake Studios in Hollywood um, play a major part in your yes. career and it is a important studio in that advice major people like Michael Jackson, Madonna and Alia. So tell yes. me how that they come as a punter rock hybrid artist. 
yeah. being signed to that label. It's history because it's never been done. You understand yes. me? You, it's undeniably history. Like we all know, who does it first, that doesn't mean they do it best. But hey, somebody have to do it first, right? And who are the so, start of the line? All right, good. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Westlake Studios was where Def Jam took me initially to record. Mm -hmm. And Westlake just, you know, took a liking to me. You know, the CEO is my good brethren. And he just stuck with me since then. And I didn't have a deal with, with them for a long while until finally we, you know, decided to make something happen. The reason why that's very important, man, is because seriously, any youth from anywhere could do anything whatsoever. You understand me? Remember, this was a relatively unknown type of music, even though I do other things. I predominantly do Punta Rock. And for this to be the case, anybody could do anything. You understand me? Yeah. yeah, man. It's touching and powerful in so many ways and that lead me to the part of this where we want to talk about your journey into music and how did this little boy from Central American country named Belize yeah. make his way to fame in Hollywood? My grandmother, my maternal grandmother was a Garifuna artist. Wow, that's powerful. What's her name? Elvira. Okay. So they call her Guribiwa. Mm -hmm. Listen, so as a youth, I was an abandoned child, right? I want to make it very clear that my mother became one of my best friends, but before that, you know, it, I spoke with my mom, so I'm able to tell my truth, right? And not just my mom, yes. my father as well. I was an, an abandoned child, so anybody that relates to that story know that you have this feeling of loss. You just, you last. So all the while I'm doing good in school, I'm the kid that, you know, get the highest grade and they're having awards, but nobody's there to collect these awards. Aye. So I had a knack for learning the songs on the radio as a little boy. I had no business knowing all the words, but I knew all the words for some reason. And that's where the music started. People would gather around and say, hey, sing this for me. I'll give you a shilling. Sing this, you know what I mean? And I recognize it as an outlet. I recognize it as a spot that I belong. I recognize it as my way of feeling special. And to this day, it does the same thing for me. You understand me? So I took that feeling and I just build upon that throughout the years. Build upon that. With all the distractions that came, I always came back to the music, you know, which built me. Yeah. Gotcha. And how did that take you to Hollywood? It really started when I was a youth and, you know, being incarcerated and joining the, the poetry group because I wrote that too. I've always been a creative individual and I joined a, a, a group that was go around doing poetry and they were connected to Hollywood. They had, you know, movie writers and different things and I just fit right in. All right. Know? Now now the dots yes. are being connected. So All right. tell me this. Uh -huh. Who introduced you to music and how did you get hooked? In my neighborhood in, in Griga, where I grew up, like I said, was an abandoned child. And the man who took me up, his name is Kenrick Slusher. So Kenrick Slusher, what me and him had in common, check this out. We were both lost. Here's the difference, right? I was lost because, you know, I had no parents. I was just that stray kid. So I would just be lonely. He was isolated because he got charged for a murder. You understand me? So nobody wanted to really deal with him. You know, back in those days, you know. But he was a cool guy to me. I never saw no problem with him. He just took a liking to me. He would take me to school, drop me off, and, and, and then he would just encourage me. And, you know, he would show me things, tell me you could write your own songs, you know. And he would encourage me to practice and things like that. So... I have to salute him every day. Well, I can see the flowers in our people and them can do the same by seeing exactly. it in you. So Real. There it is. Definitely. So as a versatile entertainer, Punta Music has not yet penetrated the mainstream market. Why have you still remained loyal to Punta? 
I believe that it will happen. I believe that we're getting closer and closer. The artists and the industry is connecting now with our brothers and sisters in the Caribbean and, and in the Pan-African diaspora. And I believe that if you love something so much, you will stay connected and you do what you have to do. And I'm here to do my part. I'm here to do whatever I can to let the world know that, hey, we have something to say. We have something to offer. And guess what? Good music is good music. It don't matter. I know you find yourself listening to some Spanish song. You don't know what they're saying. But it just vibes in. You understand me? Yeah, that one song that Bad Bunny have on the radio that plays right. every three seconds. Exactly. I have no idea what it's saying. Let me tell you something. I did some major concerts in Mexico. And trust me, I didn't understand them. Didn't, they didn't understand me. But they're singing along the lyrics. There we go. And they move in their rhythm. And not just me. It was me. It was... um. Junior Gang on that show. Mm -hmm. It was um, some other Jamaican artists. And music is a universal language. You understand me? So they love it. So I know if that is true, then it's just a matter of time for us to, you know, earn the spot that I feel like we rightfully, you know, deserve. We should we should have. We could earn it. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, right. Appreciate that. Every time. You just mentioned Junior Gang yeah. and performance. So we know that you work with several other artists and perform alongside some of the reggae legends. Yes. Let's yes. talk about some of the people you have worked with and has reggae influenced your career well my favorite artist of all time on any genre is bojo okay you know when i say work with share the stage with and you know see how it go and you know what i mean down the line i've worked with shaggy bojo beanie man elephant man the latest thing i did he came and was a guest on my virtual show was anthony b that's my good friend so that was big for him to come and be a guest on my show you know i just said that me see me at one of the video and i said how did yes how did you get a, a cameo from anthony b in the video yes so you just cleared that up by saying that you're a good friend yes that that man is a legend and um i know you know that i'm not i'm not giving you that information as something new you know real recognize real and i genuinely could say that anthony b is one of the most genuine human being and artist that I know. He saw the, the potential. Like when I'm telling him about the genre, he, he says, stop. <laughs> I, I'd feel you. I know it already. I could see it in you. Let's go. Let's work. You understand me? Amazing. And um, it was no no um, complication to it, you know. I met him, of course, through my, my best friend, Shelly B. And that was it. We became good friends. I respect him a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Marshall Montana, too, on the Soka side, worked with. And Patrice Roberts. And me and Miss Akila just uh, did a um, sold-out show in Belize, man. Me and him together. It was called Fluffy and Roly Poly because my record is Fluffy and his record is Roly Poly. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> and Fluffy. It was, it, yo, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. So, I've, I've, you know, work with a, with, I've had the pleasure and the honor of working with a lot of great artists. Yes, definitely. Yes, yes, yes. And that made me feel very proud and know that you put it in the work and yes, man. the Belizean audience and the world at large are going to appreciate everything about Loverboy soon. Definitely. As you say, you're a hybrid. Yes, yes, definitely. In the music thing right now. So yes. as a result of that, any artists or any genre that you haven't touched or artists where you, you, you look forward to collaborate with? You know, for me, it doesn't really work like that because because I am a hybrid artist. It's like anything. I just look forward to working. You understand me? I don't really have like, oh, I want this specific person or that specific person. I'm like, if the work feels right, if the if the vibes is right, I'm ready to go at any time. I just ready up. 
True that, true that. What are some of Loverboy's projections for the next 10 years or so? How do you see yourself? Well, for the next 10 years, God willing, I'm here performing, you understand me, building my brand and extending it to others. That's a major goal of mine, you know, to be in a position. I've, I've done it before, and but I want to be in a solid position to be able to pass on knowledge and, and watch the industry grow and have a contribution to other people's career. That's my major goal, you know. My son, Prince Jamani, as he is right now the president of um, Royal Family Entertainment. I want him to continue. I want to work for him. That's my goal. You know. You know what I mean. I want him to sign the check. <laughs> you know, and that it just work and get at least something. That's my goal. You know. Yes, definitely. Definitely make him a boss so he can take yes. care of that in the future. Exactly. And just continue to make uh, hit records. Our work outlives us in the physical, so we all leave. But I definitely want to create material that people could live by. I want to create records now that 10 years from now is just busting and you're wondering, thank God, like Tornado. I have a bunch of stuff. Every day people sending me, they're playing it, they're busting it. I want to continue to create records like those and even bigger. Yep, that is yeah. amazing because music penetrate and concentrate for years to come yes, on. It's a legacy you laying down now and my grandchildren more likely will end up listening to some of your work. So continuing the, the good work, my brother. So. God willing, man. Absolutely. Definitely, God willing. All right, so let's um, reason about something major, personal that occurred to you within 2018. So you're um, fierce, a look at troubles. Let's vibe. And end up behind bars. Um, no details required. We could go as deep as you want to go, King. I am willing, I'm ready. However you want to do it, I'm, I'm ready. Put things in perspective. You had a video with your attorney recently. Yes. Explaining a situation. Yes, sir. What you yes. just clear up and... Yes. There was proven not guilty. Why was it important for you to put out that video with the attorney to clear up your name? So talk about that. It was very important, very critical to have a press release to advise my my loved ones, my fans, the community at large that I was exonerated completely of heinous crimes. I spent two years of my life incarcerated fighting for my life to prove my innocence. I was facing two life sentences plus 20 or 32 years. So two life sentences, it started with four, but end up fighting two life sentences plus 32 years. And this is life without parole for crimes that I did not and I will never commit, you know. And I understand fully that people, some people's mentality of if they're not so, they're nearly so, or where there's smoke, there's fire. And all those toxic things that we all grew up believing, but me now being having been through this experience, realized that, you know what, it could really look like that and it's not that. You understand me? So it, it was very important for me to make it clear to my fans and to anybody that are, is willing to at least give me a listening ear and be fair towards me. It was very important for me to let them know that, listen, I definitely was innocent of these crimes and that I'm ready to get back to work. Yeah. Now that you're proving that you're innocent and the world can see that you clear your name, tell me how this are going to fuel your success in the future. Now. Well, it did a great service to me in that I don't care no more as there's no such thing as shame. When you've been in there stripped naked by police and every humiliation, I've been humiliated to where there's no more you could do besides kill me. You understand me? Yes. And this is this is real talk. Like, it's no such thing as shame. It's nothing to do music. It's nothing to face people gossiping and rumors and I face 
face that every day is nothing. It makes me just live. I know what it feels like, you know, to come very close to losing my life. So now I want to live the fullest. I want to perform every show like it's my last show. I want to deliver every record like I'll never had another opportunity because I know what it feels like to wake up today and by this afternoon you're facing the rest of your life in prison. So it definitely gave me an extra fire. I do everything now with a sense of urgency. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Anything wanna break you? Make you stronger. Make and it yes, definitely sir. sound like you're coming across stronger on the other side of this. Yes. So. No. If you don't mind me adding, I don't want to say it like it's easy. You understand me? I'm an artist that, like I said, I'm very open with whoever's willing to give me a listening ear and mess with my music. So it's very traumatic. I want to add this. It's, I still wake up with nightmares and chills and still half crazy right now. Listen to me. I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not correcting at the head. You understand me? <laughs> Yo, it's real. I wake up nightmare. I wake up feeling like I'm still in there. I um, There's still discrimination that I face, right? Because that's a stigma that I will have to live with for the rest of my life. Because there's people who are going to be thinking whatever they want to think. I'm still guilty. I'm this, I'm that. Now I have to live with that. There are people who, you know, the security thing become a big deal for me now. You know what I mean? People are threatening my life. And so it's very, very difficult. But I'm alive and I'm free to be able to fight and fight through that. Why that is tough, I understand, say, this situation uproot your life in such a way that yes. you need to increase your security. Definitely. And all of that. And there's no way for nobody to live. So, yes. Hopefully, um, this thing can go behind you and you continue going forward. Because most of us in this life always deserve a first and a second and a third chance. So, hopefully, this can be yeah. something that you not know, hinder you for the, the rest of the career and we can see more great things coming from you as an artist. I want to just real quick interject. You said chance, right? For some people, the language is very, very very interesting right so you could be found guilty even when you're innocent right that's a fact a lot of people in prison right now who are innocent but when we use language like chance that's a guilty language you understand me what happened to me i want to make this very clear and this is not a very popular thing people don't say this but because it's it, 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 it's it's really not popular to say but what happened to me was devastating and it was should never happen to anybody i stand firm that false accusers should be in prison because we who are falsely accused are left to explain ourselves and left to say that we got a second chance when in actuality they almost destroyed our life do you understand what i'm saying understood none of us want to be unfairly and justly um accused of anything and I totally understand, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely. Yeah. Let us channel that energy and yeah. follow the Prince of Belize. Yes, sir. And he's back from a brief pause from the scene with his brand new track, Take You Down. Six o'clock in the morning. Hey. Oi, 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 oi. Yo. Listen to me. Yo, so Take You Down. What was the inspiration behind that track? So I released two records before Take It Down. One was called Funeral and it was my first record post-release and there was so much killing in Belize and I'm sure Jamaica and a lot of parts of the world it was just getting to me. Listen, I had uh, somebody that I knew who lost two of their kids who were 19 and 20 within one month you understand me mm -hmm. and so i released funeral then i released a song called work it out it was a you know love song that i i love the people love but then my fans were telling me no we need that love a boy fire that we know you know i mean we need to your song depressed you understand me so i you know i i'm an i'm for the people and i listened to the people and i said what wait 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 well i want to say i song depressed so I went to the studio and I said, give me, just find a rhythm for me where it'll give me about 20 minutes. You get the sense? 
And I just kind of, you know, went back to basics and I, you know, just did the record, man. We don't write it down or nothing. We just, you know, it come from the head. Yes, and the heart. Pure energy, musical energy. Yeah, man. So let's think about the video okay. for that song, Funeral. You mentioned earlier that Anthony B. is a good virgin. So yes. it makes sense that you can get your virgin for uh, make a cameo in your video. So tell me about the link with Anthony B. and how he become a part of the video, Funeral. Well, I want to clear up this first. He is my good friend, but he is a legendary artist and he's not just jumping in the video because i'm his good friend that's not how this man work and anybody that knows how this man you know what i mean i did the lyrics for him the the, the record is what he liked he liked the musical you know, you know he liked it sonically and he liked my message he liked what i was singing about in that record nothing with working with Anthony b is complicated for me because he's such a genuine human being we were just there we were vibing on it and you know what guess what i said let's do it right now i shot that video on my phone so i shot take it down on my phone and both these records went to number one in belize ah so i'm just here working yeah well i can't say why i'm interested in it because i have a little quote from the song i said coughing again me tired of buried dead when will the killing end yes so them two line there. So I can't say how Anthony B is a man of that message from day one. So when you say him connect to the words. Exactly. That makes sense for a song that powerful. Because the message generally say to protect and make sure say, well, we save mankind. Yeah, so the lyrics say. It's another funeral again. When will the killing end? I miss my friend. And I tired of bury them. Mama balling again. Wanna she pick me dead? It's coughing again. We tired of bury them. Ah. <laughs> Powerful words, my brother. Powerful words. Yes, sir. And not the note of music. Yes, sir. You come back strong. But we have to touch back on the foundation away. Lover boy stand upon today. So over the last few years, you have produced songs such as Starnado yes. and Sweet Belize. Yes. Why do you think these tracks were so loved by the fans? Well, I think that the, uh, the relatability, you know, if we're talking about Sweet Belize, Sweet Belize is a, <laughs> Sweet Belize been described as a national anthem. You understand me? And I actually did that over Egyptian Hold Your Rhythm, you know? Yeah, man, I know. Yeah. Driving to the studio to record a whole different track and the rhythm come on and I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I like this. And I just scratch everything I was doing. There was people, if you remember, doing remixes to that record. And as I believe, and I'm like, if I'm going to do this, it has to be different. It has to identify me and where I come from. And hence, I come out with Sweet Belize. And the fans, thankfully, they connected to it. You know, when I was doing a carnival, Hollywood carnival with Marshall Montano, he specifically requests, you know, that record, you know, for us to do. So it's a blessing, you know. Yeah, man, because you are the man with the walk around the biggest flag of Belize. Are waving. <laughs> <laughs> yo i have to yo it's it's like when you have something to prove you have something to prove so you you know what you joke but it's true it's like it's either you're gonna do it or you're not gonna do it that's how i am if i'm gonna take a flag up i'm gonna take the biggest flag up you understand me we know so you're proud of belize and when belizeans see you and the flag them go wild so far they love the music and we love representing our country we do not take it lightly we know that people don't owe us their time, their energy, their money, nothing. So when they give those things to us, we make the most of it every time, definitely. So that was Sweet Belize Tornado. Once again, I made Tornado after I left Def Jam because Def Jam was telling me at the moment, does anybody know you where you come from, right? At the time, I had to say no. And so I said, I have to do a record, but it have to be different. And in comes the hybrid Tornado, which is my biggest record to date. I can't even start to explain what that record has done for my life. Yeah. Yep, because based on that, you just 
me touch upon it because uh, when I watch the video, I say a, a masterclass of dancehall with Soka. Yes. Because you touch upon most of the dance at the time, the Willie Bounce yes, and the Dirty yes, Wine yes, yes, yes. and all of that incorporated. So, and so we I can consider deny- it. Yeah, go ahead. I apologize. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's a, I consider it a dance anthem. Yes, and thankfully it was. And that's back to the influence. You know, I, I want to say this because we keep it real and we keep it raw. If you look at the Caribbean, right, and you compare it to high school, Jamaica would be the coolest person in the class. You understand me? So Jamaica... Is, that's correct. That, this is just facts. I'm a proud Belizean, but facts is facts. Yes. So Jamaica would be the coolest person in the class and, and influence, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you don't want to be that person. I don't respect people who just straight up imitate. And You understand me? I am influenced by. So what I want my Caribbean people to do is be proud. So I take the influence and I do it my way. And that is the truest statement me ever hear regarding really? what Jamaica is to the Caribbean and the cool kid in the class. It, yeah. The reference that makes sense. It truly makes sense. Yeah, man. It's a fact. And the influence is so strong. It's just, I don't respect when people, especially from, you know, where I come from, just straight up just copy. I don't respect that. And I stand behind my words every time. You understand me? It's okay to be influenced. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be influenced. We all get influenced and we take this and take that. But don't wear the man whole clothes. You understand me? (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know. Just say, <laughs> just say, yo, I like that shirt. Let me go get me one similar. Don't go buy the same shirt and dress up and stand up next to the man. You're going to look like a fool. You understand me? <laughs> Real. 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 Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Real. Real. All right, brother. Real. So let's talk about Loverboy, the person. Uh-huh. Born in then Gregor. So tell me about the memories as a youth. I grew up and born in a then Gregor and raised in a Belize. Well, you know, Gregor, you know, well, we have enough memories starting the music, you know, making making musical instruments from, you know, the clim pan. You know what I mean? Any clim pan, the lad pan, you know, then we use the broom for the... It was music even back then, you know? Going to school, like I said, the grades was good. The behavior was terrible. <laughs> but we worked that out, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Going to the, to the sea, going to the river. Mm-hmm. So now that I've been to Jamaica, I realize it's the same thing. It's just the cousin on the other side. Well, I just want you to understand that <laughs> we the things that we everything yeah, belong to we until yeah. we until well, we leave leave Jamaica yes. and come and say like, hold on, man. Every other people from the Caribbean, I see them yes. thing them do the same energy them does have a little yes. different slant to the thing. Exactly. So the memories is that climbing tree, jumping off tree into the sea. You understand me? Just selling anything God, we could sell. A river. Yo, listen to me. I tell you this and. <laughs> God forgive me. The hustle started early. I remember realizing that, you know, Belize is a tourist destination. I just didn't have no money as a little, little boy. And you know what I end up doing? I just pick up any rock, any stone and tell the tourist mm-hmm. this is a special rock because of this. <laughs> because of this and that and this is where this rock come from and boom, you understand me? When I look, man have soft drink to drink, man have, you know what I mean? Aye. You know? Aye. Yeah. <laughs> So those are some of them. Well, but the thing where you pick up was special and it comes from somewhere special. Yeah, right. Good. You just tell your version of it. I love that. I needed you in court, man. (laughs) I needed you in court. Yo, for real. But I want to tell you one of my greatest memories. I was raised by my grandmother. My great-grandmother first. Yes. She passed on and then my grandmother. You know when you got to that primary school age once again when you want to look good? Mm -hmm. When you start really being? You understand me? Yeah, yeah. When you start really being? Yes. And then, yo, so we were poor, very poor, and I barely had one uniform, right? Mm -hmm. And if I had one, I definitely only had one uniform. So I came to my grandmother and said, listen, I don't have no lunch. 
and I only wear one uniform over and over. And she, you know, my grandmother, now as a grown man, I realize this is a female making it in, on her own. At that time, I don't realize it now. Mm-hmm. My grandmother tells me, she say, boy, you have money all around you, just don't see it. I say, what? She tell me, climb the golden plum tree, peel the golden plum, wash off the golden plum, put some salt to it, cut it up, put it in a bag. You got money now. What's the moral of the story? It's all around you. You just have to be willing to go for it. You just have to be willing to peel it and do the work and dust it off and make it presentable and go get your money. That's one of the most valuable lessons I ever learned in my life. Wow, that's powerful. So there's raw materials around us everywhere. Yes. We just have to take the dust and turn it into gold. Yes, man. Everybody has potentially. There's assets all around us. You know, why you think I shoot my, my son, Prince Jamani, who is right here? Shoot, shoot my video right up. Guess what? We have a phone and we got the vibes. What else we need? Just the will. You don't know. Real. <laughs> Yeah. We're going to make it in this life. We are making it in this life. That is the truth, my brother, if there is any other truth. Exactly. When you're not working on your music, what other um, songs are you listening to at this time? What we listen to, sir? You don't even have iPad no more. What they What on a phone? What they on Spotify? Well, I listen to my son music, Prince Jamani. Mm-hmm. He's a hip-hop artist, too. I, li- I listen to it. Well, to listen as a fan and to monetize it. Because, you know, I'm raising a, I'm raising a <laughs> young black prince. And I have to make sure he's on mm-hmm. the right track as best I could. I'm a man that listens to all kind of genres. So, I believe this is well-known. Maybe Jamaicans, too. But a Belizean playlist is the craziest playlist. So, I listen to from... I'll be playing a Adele. You know, all of a sudden I'm playing a Selena. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden I'm playing a Tupac. Mm-hmm. You understand me? All of a sudden I'm playing a Bojo. That's how Belize and listen. We listen to the whispers, old school music. Yo, it's all over the place. Yeah, man, it's the same thing when I tell people. So that's what dance I'll create for all of us and music mm-hmm. and, and a whole as a Jamaican and as a Caribbean people. Yeah. We start from country and go right back to every other every other genre, R and B, jazz, blues. Yeah. And that's why we call it is a little different from the rest of the world. Yes, yes, sir. I got a question for you. I know you're the interviewer, but I really want to ask you this, right? So check this out. You know the influence of dancehall to hip-hop and vice versa, right? Yes. All right. So what's his name? Cool Hurt or whatever, the older guy, older hip-hop guy? Yes, Cool Hurt. Cool Hurt. Mm-hmm. That he created, he, mm-hmm. he bring hip-hop to, to, um, he bring hip-hop to America. Cool well, Hurt. bring the Jamaican culture mm-hmm. to you understand me? DJ it's kind of similar to yes. it's kind of similar to how rock and roll is originally a black music, mm-hmm. and then now when we do rock and roll, it seems like we're doing a white music because of the marketing that they have done mm-hmm. to build it up. Yes. So, what do you feel about the influence of of dance when it, in terms of when it comes to hip hop? Do you think it should I get more credit or is given the right credit or what? When it comes to music on a whole, yeah. For our people in general, mm-hmm. it is never given the credit where credit is due because mm. it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. And like we talk about being the first, mm-hmm. yeah. me have friends in America who are journalists mm-hmm. and I me have to turn them on to say journalists in a hip hop culture. Black people me I talk about and me have to tell them say yeah. hip hop come from Cool Herc and Dan and Jamaica and them like what? And then them go research that. And this we I talk about a heavy people who yeah. in a, the in who have influence. So if you ask if it's fear, it can be fear because what happens is that they don't teach mm. true history mm. Mm. Right. in this country right. ever. So as a result of that it is out of ignorance that people don't know. It's not that they, they don't want to know. Oh, okay. All right. 
right. It's the fact that information isn't given readily to the youth them. So like your son understand that, you know. Yes. Because he might come from a different generation of them want to know the truth and their truth is different from me and you because we just used to get information and take it and run with it. Yes, yes, yes. Them not process it like that. Yes. So that's why him have an idea say, all right, hip hop was cultivated through dancehall influence, him call it, but what them talk about with Cool Herc and the influence is that him come take a mic, take a, a, a track and talk over the rhythm. Okay. In a dancehall culture, mm-hmm. our dance run was when an artist was bus and him go to dance and a beggy DJ say, select I say, oh, I want to perform. When they make a 45 record, yeah. then you used to have the instrument on one side yes. and the, the song on the other. So the selector would have said, when me flip the record and put on the track, you make sure say, why you deliver go bust the crowd because if a one chance you get. Yes. So that was where talking on an instrumental track for your artist to win over the crowd. Okay. All right. All right. If you're not winning over the crowd, a one shot you're getting. Exactly. And that is, that is exactly. Hip hop took that and run with it exactly yeah. and then even when the dj you now which is the selector yes i tried change the pace of the dance in order to do the same thing by taking that record mm-hmm. flip it over and just start talk on it and take the party in a one different direction if i must slow it up i must speed i must bring it down yeah. to another level of music yeah so that's what cool her learn in a full dance culture yes. and they take it and get, carry it to new york and they apply the same principle yes and tell the youth them say Rap, rap, sing some verse, sing something over the track here. Yes, and the rest is and history. And that becomes street music. Yeah, and that becomes street music. But when it come to credit, again, in a, if you dig a school in America, mm-hmm. are you gonna learn that in a history? When you are gonna learn it? Real, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. I, I agree. So. I hope I answered the question for you, brother, man. You did, you did. Yo, listen to me straight up. This is the best interview that I ever had. This is it. This is it. This <laughs> wow. is the one. <laughs> wow. This is the one, definitely, man. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad for that. I'm glad for that, sir. You're a musician, true and true, sir. If you weren't doing music, what other job would they have Lover Boy doing? I can't see it, King. <laughs> I try to listen to me. So I'll be real. Let me just let me just expose myself. I'm a man that my best friend is a female, right? And my manager is a female. Mm-hmm. So I'm surrounded by a lot of females. Listen to me. They tell me, boy, give me that hammer. If they see me with anything in my hand, they, they think, <laughs> if they see me with anything in my hand, I swear they take it from me. They feel like I'm going to broke down the whole house. Or I'm a, listen to me. Even when my son was a little bit, Jamani, all his toys I bought for him have to come ready made. Yeah. Or I stay right in at the store. <laughs> you don't know. I'll stay right in the store. Like when I bought your Christmas gift. If I have whatever for you, I, and it's put together, I stay right in the store till they put it together. I take it home. I can't put nothing. I can't do nothing, King. I can't do nothing, you know? So, yeah, 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 you understand me? When they used to say, well, listen to me, they would say, oh, it's no more breakfast time. They have the breakfast right there. Just give it away. Aye. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they fired me. Music or nothing then, sir. All right, good. Yeah, I get you. I get music you. Music or lose it, you know? Yeah, aye. Really? Here we go. So I choose music and music choose me, thankfully, you know? So now that you're exposed yourself, yes, sir. Uh, for a further challenger here, if you're going to redeem yourself with that one. Talk to me. So. 
<laughs> as a Belizean. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Rice and beans is a staple food, sir. Yes. What are your skill level in cooking? Well, I could cook. I. You understand me? No, no, we're talking. We're talking. I could cook. Redeem yourself, yeah. brother. <laughs> I could cook. I could make some, you know, I could survive. I could definitely boil egg. You understand me? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. My son said no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. Ah, not the boss. Listen ah, not the boss in true, yeah. I could cook out some rice and beans. I made rice and beans, son. Yeah. I make salad, potato salad, fried plantain. Yeah. I make hudut. Hudut is a garifuna food. The, the, the major garifuna food. I could definitely make that. I, I could get by. Where is it? The, the, the garifuna food is? Hudut. Oh, okay. Tell me a little about okay. that. Talk about the... Hudut, if you mm. ever heard of fufu, the African fufu, if you heard of that, this yes, is very fufu. similar. Yes. So mm. ours is better. They got crucify me for saying that. But mine tastes better to me. We just put the plantain in the, in the uh, what we call the mata, the thing, and we beat it. You understand me? Mm-hmm. We would call it a fish soup uh, with the coconut milk. I guarantee you Jamaica has something like it because we all the same. It just calls something else probably, you know? Yes, no. I mean, I hear more about yeah. the, the so, hudut. <laughs> what may I call it the right name? <laughs> hey, sir, listen, you so hungry, sir. So guys, this is have you done. On to the food. <laughs> you have hey, to go run, but, run to. Speaking of that, I am. They got me on a nutrition thing right now, star. All I eat is lone, no nice garbage, star. Lone grass and thing like that. You know. Yes. They have me on this. Come on, that's good because I made upon that that the trainer for years now for make sure I'm not mess with. Yeah. Because the food's supposed to be a source of energy and yeah. most of the things about them about there take over energy. So. Yeah. But listen to me. I'm not. I hear you, but I'm suffering right now. Okay. I'm fresh in it. <laughs> So I don't want to talk about hudut no more because right now after this I have to eat an apple or some simple thing like that. You know, you give up you give up them kind of food if you know. Yeah, oh, I give up get them food because side. I have to get on the healthy side. I make a song called Fluffy, and the first time a girl said, "Why, well, lover, you fluffy too?" I was like, "Okay, that's it." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's it." That was, that like, was the intent. Yeah, I was like, that's it. That song was for you, not for me. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. This will help you forget on some other fluffiness there, so. Yeah, yeah. As a punter artist, yes. dancing punter requires a special technique. And as a technician, how would you describe the most important moves that must be done to be a great punter dancer? All right. Listen to me carefully. Two things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I want you to listen to me carefully, the waist and the face. But hear me out first. <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. You got to give me a chance. Yes, People sir. listen oh. carefully. So the waist is any any Caribbean, any African, that's just a skill. Just just to listen to the tempo of the music and just wind up your waist and feel it. Mm-hmm. Where the face come in is the, the waist move better when the face just bend up and expressing it and just biting up the, you know what I mean? Every beat you feel it. You understand me? That's where, that's all it is. The waist and the face. You understand me? The waist and the face, boy. I never, yes. I've never heard it explained that way, and I, I bet the audience are gonna appreciate that. Yeah, yes, Yo. real, 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 real. Now that you said that, I think somewhere along the line. We mm. talk to another artist. Yes. When he Marshall Montano, and yes. I better you teach him how to do that thing then. Yes. <laughs> the right and proper way. So tell me how that the experience got because him say him learn a thing or two about how the punter thing works. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Marshall Montano definitely is linked with Belize, and he, he has taken a liking to Belize, and you know even work with some Belize and artists so far. And he, you know, soca. Come on, man. Soca dancehall punter is just a different tempo. You understand? It's just a different tempo. So. Dancehall would be the slowest version, and then soca a little bit faster. Puntarak is on speed. You understand me? That's Aye. it. All right, makes sense. Yeah, you winding the waist, you're feeling the drum. Same thing. You understand me? 
Ah, gotcha, 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 yes, my brother. Yes, definitely. I love how you break it down. Real, definitely. In terms of tempo where the music is concerned. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man, so. It's all in the waist. All in the waist. And the? And the face. All right, good. Okay, good. <laughs> you see, I set you up, you know, I wanted you to say the face know, part, you know. I know. I, you I know that that's what I tried to say. If Listen. I'm paying attention. <laughs> all right. So that's why I make sure I say the waist part so you respond to the face part. You understand yes, me? Sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Music is fun, man. It's just so much fun and it's such a blessing to be a part of our industry. Although we're suffering right now with the COVID, but we're on our mm-hmm. way back. We're on our way back to it. You know what I mean? But I enjoy it. Enjoy writing songs. Enjoy being clever with the lyrics. I I, I love it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And creativity is one of the things them um where your strong point is as an artist and we yell you up and bless you up for that. So yeah. With that said, more you just Yell up some of your ballet them from Belize. You know, that's the thing. My ballet is right here next to me, Prince Jamani. Aye. That's, um, and my manager, Siege. I, of course, big up Siege, Shelly B. That's my best friend. I, I really, that's it. Yeah. Listen to me. My manager, that's a running joke we have. When we start listing people, she'll be like, that's it, you know, three people. That's all you have, you know. <laughs> so that is your, your community then, in a sense. Yeah. But listen, my musical community is worldwide. Enough love to everybody. If it's about, you know, my, my circle, you know, that was it right there. So, and um, big up to, to the rest of the world and everything i was actually writing a record before we got on this interview you know mm-hmm. so i want people to definitely follow my page which is i am lover boy on facebook and son what are the my I'm just, you know, i almost said my space that's how old i am right <laughs> <laughs> I thought we had started on MySpace, brother. <laughs> yeah. Him, so, him don't know not about that. <laughs> yeah. Instagram is I am Lover Boy. Just follow me. What, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's Lover Boy Entertainment. We need you guys. I'm an artist that goes straight to the people. So we, we don't have no middleman between me and the fans. So it's just us. I need you guys to follow the thing. Listen to me. The Take It Down Challenge is going crazy right now. We need everybody to log in and, you know, send in their challenge. If you go to my page on Instagram and Facebook, you'll see all kind of people doing the take it down challenge remember i tell you i was writing a record right mm-hmm. after take it down we got some new stuff and then i'm gonna release this new record i have called four cups right four cups yeah four cups okay right you say okay you want to know which direction where i going with this four cup <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> well, I'm thinking about it, but I don't know which way to approach it. Let me tell you, it come to me because I'm in Miami and I'm watching the vibe just there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not one cup or two. Listen to me how it go, right? Real quick. Mm-hmm. Well, my friend give me one cup that I don't see warm up. Then they bring another cup. I'll know what he prime up. I'll when I get three cup and then I catch he cup. Tonight I want four cup. I got to get four cup. Tonight I want four cup. I got to get four cup. And then that's when... I can't the bar again for one more wrong for me and all of my friend. And then that's when I can't the bar again for one more wrong for me and all of my friend. I get four cup, I get four cup, I get four cup, I get. Anyway, yeah, boom. Right, that's all right. That's all right. Stop, yeah, my brother. Yes. Four Hit cups. We, 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 four we cups. can't wait for it. <laughs> we, <laughs> <laughs> we need two more and for carry four cups with the boss. How does that work? <laughs> Yeah, you can't get one cup or two cup or three cup. You know what you got to get? Four cups. Four cup. Right, that's a right, that's a four cup. Yeah. All right, so. I have a thing we want to touch upon where it come to the, a couple of your songs, them. Yes. Where we do a little research and look at forensic and the music. We hear a song named 
Boy Bay? Uh-huh. Tell me if I say it right. Bow Bay, yeah. Because that song in the Garifuna language. Yes, Bow Bay. There you go. So, yeah. in the Garifuna language. Yeah. And we talk about the fact that we don't need to know the words of a song and understand the language because what I feel from it was yes. the rhythm, yes. the Garifuna drums, the language. Yes. And yes. you mentioned something about Nane and Kojo. What was the reference? Those are freedom fighters for our people. So, based on what me hear, tell me if made up on the right track what the message of the song you know people of the african diaspora we know the fight that we have from the beginning of time right so bobe is a record of endearment it's a record of strength it's a record it's saying beat your chest and fight you understand me it's saying even when things are split up for you you know you pick up the pieces and then you keep it pushing you understand me so you are on the right track in terms of like where we going with that music you know that's why you feel the drums because that's what drives our spirit you know it, it drives us yes 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 yeah and when i touch on sweet bellies mm-hmm. and dig, dig a little deeper may hear a line will mention fry jack and min tea yeah no fry jack listen to me fry jack and fever grass tea ah yeah talk to me no man tell me something where you from you drink fever grass tea they drink fever grass tea there too then a fried dumpling we call fry jack all right and good. All fever right, grass good. Tea. all right good okay good so, yo where you think me really okay it? Good. the rest of the people them for no uh, go on listen so tell to them. me that's the recipe yo that's the ultimate breakfast you understand me the fever grass strength in you you know what i mean the fry jack strength in you more except you know i can't eat it right now you keep messing with me with this food thing man i can't do this right now man i can't do this food thing man <laughs> this is not for me it's for the rest of the world i yeah. want to hear from you love yeah. boy. yes sir. Yeah, i know me i do this to you i never know you change your lifestyle yeah. brother man yeah. <laughs> yeah but look so those things man it's back to memories man remember you know even though we come from poor country i remember everybody eating it's when i come to a rich country mm-hmm. that i see certain people don't eat it you understand me so it's it's very deep not make no sense you know make no sense sense where i come from the poorest mm. place first of all i come from one of the poorest places and i saw way more smile way more laugh ah. way more laughter way more jovial spirit when i come out here it's just a chase you chase this check to pay this bill then you to the right back to chase the next one is like it's dead sometimes but don't 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 send us home we still like it here we still want to stay a little yeah oh no well, well, <laughs> it's the part of a journey <laughs> yeah it's the part of but, a journey my friend yeah another piece of the song where it's a uh, you teach me the thing I need to learn up in a life. Yes. If that is not a lesson, I don't mm-hmm. know what else in mm-hmm. this song mm-hmm. we talk about. And it's just growing where up. Where a warm country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could relate to that just as well. Just growing up somewhere, just the lessons you learn, how to fight in more than one ways. You understand me? How to let nobody, how to, you know, walk with your chest out and your head high. You understand me? Being in situations mm-hmm. where it's like you're poor, so you have to make it. You understand me? So you learn how to put your pride aside. You know, Belize teach me so many things. You know, first of all, show me that there's potential in music. I learned that growing up in Belize, you know? Very well. So when you grow up in countries like that, you learn how to fight in more than one ways. You know, you learn how to stand up and fight. Yep. As a fighter, you have fight the fight and still here standing. So we know that Give thanks. everybody will fight and tough have a safer side. Yes, sir. So there was a song named Pay Attention. Uh-huh. And it is the safer side of Mr. Lover. 
Yes. <laughs> Boy, so it yeah. featured two Belize queens, Tanya yes. Carter and Tasia Woods. How yeah. that come about, and yeah. we know that must have been a big deal for you yes. to go deep and yes. soft, and and it's an uplifting song. Yeah. So and I feel the punt up jump. Yo, I don't exaggerate when I say I love this interview. You know, you know what you're doing, King. Big up yourself for real. Give thanks. Yes, this record was so important to me, man. So Tasia Woods is my sister, and she is a master vocalist you know and tanya carter is a very talented belizean recording artist right so this record i wrote this record and i was talking directly to prince jamani to my son mm. this is what i would call a coming of age record when the youth get to a certain this the age when he's he's second guessing himself right mm-hmm. we all been there you're trying to figure out which direction you're gonna go in life you know usually happen wrong maybe wrong preteen, teenage time trying to figure out how you're gonna be this record was a message to tell my son do not second guess yourself do not doubt yourself stand up you're a prince you could do this so everything i was saying was talking directly to him and if you pay attention to the video the concept was he morphed into me and i morphed into him while we're both looking in the mirror you understand me ah well what's in your brain no one can i hear song no one can do it yes what's in your brain no No one can can take take that away away. okay good i remember it there you go there you go my brother see you put me on the spot now i'm trying to put you back no it's good no it's good i need this i know that you don't know all the words until you have the rhythm behind it so (laughs) yeah i need this (laughs) yo sometimes you know let me tell you the best the best trick in the world like i can't i don't remember all my song to be honest it's too much nobody does sometimes you just give the crowd thankfully the crowd know the part so you you don't know it and you just just I know what the mic to that. Yeah, I did see you say, oh, <laughs> all right, good. Yeah. You catch it back right there, sir. <laughs> yeah, but now I, I kind of remember it now that, you know what I mean? I know what the record meant, and I know that it is a record uh, that I did for my son, and, you know, he was able to take that lesson and, you know, do what he does with it, but, yeah. Yeah, man, I love that. I'm going to do a little forensic research yes, and dig yes. deeper into the music. So, yes, we love I it. pay attention to the music and the words, and like I said, that yes, sir. statement, right? Yes, sir. Right there was one that my granny always said, same yes. way. Yes, 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 yes. But uh, when in between the ears, nobody yes. can take that from you. Yeah. So get the thing in the brain, right? Yeah, because I said that you can always take my bling. I can always lose my fame. But the knowledge in my brain, nobody can take that away. Wow, wow. Don't forget where you come from. Hey. Always give back when you can. Because in the longer run, what goes up must come down. Yeah. Those are the lyrics. Talk the truth, man. Real. Talk Real. the truth, man. See the line there? Real. Everybody in the world right now, tap and stick a pin and listen to that verse Real. from Lover Boy and take the motivation. Same when pass it on to him, son. It's a coming of age song. Yes. Where him that talk to him, youth. So when you get to a point in life, do not second guess yourself. Yeah. So this is a all... song about self-love and self-confidence especially for us you know i don't mean to cut you off but especially for us as black men that up against the tough image and up against all the simpleness that they project onto us and then we in turn internalize that you understand me and that's not how i raise my kid i don't believe in all of that of course you have to have a certain level of self-defense and all that stuff but that's different from being a brick we're not bricks we could live in love you understand me and we have feelings yes that is the truth. When a young boy have feelings, we a lot of time, especially old days, they discourage it. But that's not what we we're doing. 
you know. We teach a youth them to tap into their emotions, yeah. and with emotions come compassion, and them will be a more loving set of youth yes. going forward. And, and now that thing that them try to teach us to be yes. bricks, yeah, and, gener- and a couple of generations ago. Yes, and it breeds and strengthens your creativity, by the way. Emotion is what makes you creative, which it could lead to a solid income. So it makes sense. That's correct. You understand me? Yeah. That sounds like a positive way for, for raise a youth. Yes, sir. Going forward, so Tell the audience the best thing about Belize. What makes your country unique, my brother? Love for boy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 That yeah. need to go on a stump. Yeah, yeah, real. <laughs> <laughs> no, the best thing, the best thing uh, about Belize is, you know, the, the people that it, it produces a lot of resilient people. It produces a lot of resilient people, uh, people that are up against a challenge, but they go for it. So that's the best thing about Belize besides the fry jack. You understand me? Aye. Yeah. That's it right there. Yeah, I'm definitely proud to be a Belizean. I couldn't see it any other way, you know? Definitely. Yes, my brother. So bless up yourself. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. Thank you for link up with me and reasoning with Jamaican dogs. And tell me this. Yes. We talk about all of the places where you can find your music. Mm-hmm. You give me a little thing about new music. Yes. Is there anything else that you need to share with your audience that I didn't ask you about? Well, this was this was a very thorough interview. I love it. I really, really, really love it. I mean it. You know, we'll be in we're in Miami today, tomorrow. We um in Los Angeles and then we're in New Orleans some other day. I can't remember the dates, but I would say just log on to my page to get all the information. Write me, ask me anything. You understand me? Definitely um look forward to new music. More music is coming. We're not going to always give you easily digestible material, but we're going to give you material that you're going to relate to in any direction. No dirt. Well, right, that's why it's stopping us. Sir. And hold on. We were here with... Listen. The Prince of Belize. Listen. God pit himself. Yes, sir. Why am I for say? It is I. Love Boy, I want to make everybody know that I just have the greatest interview of my life right here, right now, on Reasoning with Jamaican Dogs. Yes, sir. Say no more. Thank you, Mr. Loverboy, for stopping by and the world at large. Stay tuned and you are going to be having the time of your life reconnecting with Mr. Loverboy. Belize, son, the prince, and we thank you again and have a great day wherever you are in the world. Remember, stay true to yourself and love is everything. Have a blessed and wonderful day, night or morning. We're out. Belize, I'm not thinking already for that one. Are you ready? No, sir, I'm not thinking already. Hear me, son, man. The one are hot. The one are shot. The one are mad. Love a boy! Hear me, son, man. The one are bang on the they wanna wicked, they wanna up. Yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, ready, ready. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, ready, ready. And when I six o'clock in the morning, let's go, let's go. Temperature rise, your body calling. Can you shoot that pretty one? Zeros with zeros are not laughing. I will take it. Don't take it, don't take it, don't take it, don't get. Take it, don't take it, don't. Jesus Christ, lover boy. This one is so wicked. People make a tell you something. The Prince of Belize come back.